0: Human beings do not like uncertainty. We know this from the studies um, into uncertainty. You know, when people are asked, what is it you most fear? Uncertainty is always in the top 10. Very often it's higher than death. So I understand that a lot of people have lost their sense of motivation and direction simply because they weren't able to make plans because there were so many variables going on in the world. But you can't
1: lock down the human imagination. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakhiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas in personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work.
0: I want to start really by dealing with stress because I've noticed that a lot of people during the last year have become very stressed. They become anxious or they panic about things, and that's understandable because the world is upside down. And so if you hadn't had some stress, there'd be something wrong. But the very first technique I want to teach you is something that is used by all four divisions of the American military. It's called heart math. Now, the reason it's called that is because in our heart, we have about the same number of communication connections as we do in our head. So what I'd like you to do right now is think about something that makes you stressed or anxious. Take a moment to think about it now. And as you do, Notice how stressed you are on a scale of one to 10. One's the lowest, 10's the most. And then what I want you to do is put your hand on your heart and take three slow, deep breaths. Breathe in with me. Because people, when they're stressed, they forget to breathe properly. Let it go. And then breathe in again. And gently let it go. And then breathe in again. And this time, as you let it go, close your eyes. And I'd like you to remember a time that you felt really good. Maybe you were laughing with friends, or it was a beautiful day. Maybe you'd fallen in love, or something wonderful had happened, and return to that time like you're back there again now see what you saw, hear what you heard, feel how good you felt. And there you go. In less than 60 seconds, you will have changed the number that, were, that you had, you know, for your stress, usually dramatically. So as I say, all four divisions of the American military use this when they find themselves in overwhelm. Hand on your heart draws your attention to your heart, reduces cortisol, stress hormone, and then three slow deep breaths and remember a time you felt good. There's another technique I want to share with you as well because I want to get everybody calm before we get everybody confident and motivated. Because if you are worrying, and a lot of people have got into this habit, you know, thinking, am I going to get sick? Am my family going to get sick? Is the economy going to crash? You know, is the world going to be different? And they literally train themselves. They get into a habit of worrying, which is overprotecting. Well, there's a fantastic technique from the world of psychosensory therapy. Psychosensory, you may have seen people tap on various parts of their body, TFT, you know, this fantastic technique created by my dear friend, the late Professor Callahan. Well, the new kid on the block, the hottest technique in psychosensory therapies is something called havening. Just try this for a moment. Just put your left hand here and your right hand here and stroke the side of your arms. Now, when you do that, that feels nice, doesn't it? Because when you were a little baby, your mother did this, you are hardwired to feel good. Now, when you go through a traumatic or a stressful time, a 100 hertz wave travels from the thalamus in your brain and phosphorates what's called the AMPA receptors. I I mean, I could go on and on about the science, but you don't need to know that. All you need to know is that your brain goes into a state of super alertness. When you touch here like this, and you move your eyes laterally, not up, but laterally from side to side, it creates a delta wave and calms you. So, Once again, I'd like you to think about something that stresses you, worries you, panics you, causes you anxiety. Put your hands here, think about that thing, and notice on a scale of one to 10 how strong it is, and begin stroking the side of your arms. And then close your eyes, think about the stress, and then clear your mind. Completely clear your mind. Keep stroking the side of your arms like this. And I want you to imagine that we're walking on a beach. And with each footstep that you take in the sand as you stroke your arms now, I'm gonna count out loud from one to 20. One, keep stroking your arms. Two, three, four, five, keep stroking your arms. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Keep stroking the side of your arms. That's it, good. And with your eyes closed, move your eyes laterally to the left and then laterally to the right. Your eyes to the left. Your eyes to the right. Eyes to the left. Eyes to the right, eyes to the left, eyes to the right. Still stroking the side of your arms, I want you to remember a time you felt good. Maybe you were laughing with friends, maybe you are on vacation or something else and just return to that time like you're back there again now. See what you saw, hear what you heard and feel how good you felt. That's right. And notice where you feel that good feeling in your body. Is it in your chest or your heart? Is it in your head? And I'd like you to give that feeling a color. Maybe it's gold, maybe it's red, maybe it's blue, maybe it's green. Whatever color you choose it to be, imagine moving that color all the way to the top of your head as you stroke the side of your arms, and all the way down to the tips of your toes and then double the brightness. Double it again and double it again. That's right. And then move your eyes to the left and your eyes to the right. Eyes to the left. Eyes to the right, and then open your eyes and come on back out. Now, right now, you should be feeling quite calm, and when you think about that thing that was stressing you, on a scale of one to ten, you should have a lower number. Many people will have a very low number. Other people, it'll be a bit lower, so you just need to practice this again and again. I placed a video of this uh, on my YouTube channel, which you can use for free. In fact, you can use or pretty much all my techniques on my youtube channel for free right now whilst the world is going through this particularly challenging time but if you're interested in this technique it's called havening as in a safe haven now we've lots to do and we've only got half an hour to do it so let's talk about confidence you know years ago when i was writing a book about confidence like nearly 20 years ago i suppose uh, a couple of people said to me confidence you're writing a book about confidence what do you mean a, a training manual to make more arrogant people I said, no, 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 no. Those people are in your face. They're very unconfident. They're overcompensating. Real confidence is when you feel natural, when you feel authentic, when you are comfortable in your own skin. And athletes do a thing called mental rehearsal. They rehearse winning a race or beating an opponent or taking part in a tournament over and over again. They basically, through the power of visualization, train their mind and body to feel and act in a particular way. So very often when I'm, as it were, teaching or training somebody to be more confident, I do it like this, and I'd like you once again to use the power of your imagination, because I'm gonna demonstrate to you a simple principle. I'd like you to remember a time that you felt very good, just a time from the past, any time, and return to it now like you're back there again. See what you saw, hear what you heard, and feel how good you felt. Make the colors richer, brighter, bolder. Make the sounds loud and the feelings strong and really enjoy that feeling. Yeah, there you go. That's right, like you're back there again now. And then I'd like you to open your eyes and come on back up. Now we're gonna try a different thought experiment. I want you to remember a time that you didn't feel so good, you felt mildly uncomfortable. Maybe you'd had an argument or somebody was mean to you or you uh, failed at something you wanted to achieve or something like that, right? And I, I want you to remember it now, just for a few moments, you're gonna feel uncomfortable. Remember that uncomfortable time. And now I want you to float out of your body and see the back of your head as you send the movie of that memory further and further away. That's right. Looking at the back of your head as you see it moving further and further away from you, 5, 10, 20, 30, 40 feet away, way off into the distance. So you can see you over there in that upsetting time far, far away. Next, I'd like you to drain all the color out of this this movie, this memory until it becomes like an old black and white movie. And then imagine it's on tissue paper and then it's gone. Now, the principle I want to demonstrate to you here is that when we're inside a memory and the colors are rich and bright and bold, it has greater emotional intensity than when we are outside and we're further away. Now, the important thing about this is if you give a person a fish, they eat for a day. If you teach a person to fish, they eat for life. So this principle I've just shown you, which is inside the good times, outside the bad times, is gonna be very important for what we do next. So once again, I'd like you to close your eyes because the only way to feel good or bad is to either remember something bad that happened to you or to imagine something good that could happen to you, right? That's it, that's the only way to feel good or bad, right? So let's do something now to increase your confidence, natural confidence get you feeling authentic, at ease, in a state of peak performance, just the way I do it with athletes, with professional speakers, with business achievers, with all kinds of different people, even the most challenged people, people who have no confidence whatsoever, really shy people. What I'd like you to do is I'd like you to close your eyes and imagine you're looking at a cinema screen, just a small one, but you can see you on that screen. And I'd like you to take your time now to imagine a you that's slightly more confident. Yeah, it's more at ease in themselves. A you that, that stands, breathes, smiles in a confident way. Look at the way that you gesture. Hear the tone of your voice. The way that you're comfortable in yourself. The way that you interact with other people. Confidently. You're in control of yourself. You feel good. You're feeling in control in this situation because you're confident. And now when that movie looks pretty good, in fact, when it looks really good, float over and step in to that more confident you. See through the eyes of your more confident self, hear through the ears of your more confident self, and feel this greater sense of confidence. And then from this place, I'd like you to imagine you're looking at another screen. And on this screen, I want you to make a movie of an even more confident you. Look at the way you stand, breathe, smile, the way you gesticulate, the way that you talk to other people, act it the way that you have about you that is confident. You radiate confidence. Look at the light behind your eyes, that confident you. And then look at you handling all sorts of different situations. Maybe you're giving a presentation or you're dealing with a difficult person or you're just going about your everyday life. And when that movie looks good and you look good, you look confident, healthy and happy, float over and into you, into this confident you and see through the eyes of your more confident self, hear through the ears of your more confident self and feel this greater confidence. And now I'd like you to notice where you feel that confident feeling strongest in your body. Is it in your chest? Is it, is it in your head? Is it in your arms? And give it a color and then move that color all the way up to the top of your head and down to the tips of your toes and double it. And double it again and double it again. That's right, until you are glowing with this confident feeling. Now, I'd like you to imagine taking this confident feeling into all the main areas in your life, into your relationships, personal and professional, into work situations, maybe dealing with challenging people or different situations into your social life. I'd like you to imagine waking up in the morning feeling this confident, feeling this confident through the day, all the way through the evening, into situations where you need this confidence. Imagine seeing what you'll see, hearing what you'll hear, and feeling how good you feel as you feel this confident. Because we're instructing your mind and body to create the neurophysiological state of confidence and to take it into your life and to generalize it into every area of your life. When you're ready, open your eyes and come on back out. So right now, you should be feeling pretty confident. See, a lot of people are very good at practicing feeling unconfident. They think about all the time about how they failed in the past, how they could fail in the future. And of course, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. What I'm gonna encourage you to do is to make a movie of yourself succeeding, and when that movie looks good, step into that you. Become that confident you, see through the eyes of your more confident self, hear your internal dialogue right now. Hear your internal dialogue in this moment saying this, all is well, all is well, all is well, that's right, and feel this great confident feeling. Now, next, we're going to talk about resilience. A lot of people think resilience is just toughing it out. Well, there's an element of persistence in resilience, but it's also about flexibility. Now, we know through um, an area of science called cybernetics, uh, a particular thing called the law of requisite variety. And the law of requisite variety is that basically the part of a system that has got the greatest flexibility always ends up in control of the system, be it a family, be it a political party, or be it a corporation. Now, a simple way of looking at this is if you're a reed and the the wind is blowing really strong and you just try and resist, bam, you can snap. But if you've got enough flexibility, you can move with the blowing of the wind and survive. So your ability to adapt to your environment gives you greater power. So as a hypnotist, when I work with people, if they've got six ways of resisting or not wanting to change or stay stuck to their old habits, I've got to have seven ways of persuading them. So adaptability and flexibility is an important part of resilience. So we're going to do some some exercises right now, just two techniques to increase your adaptability, your creative thinking to make you a more resilient person. I'm going to ask you to think right now, What are your three biggest problems? Think about them now. Now, there'll be one problem in particular that you wanna work on. And I don't know if we're gonna solve it right this moment or not, but I'm gonna help to get you thinking about it differently. Because I want you to think about what is something positive about this problem? Now, when I do this with people, sometimes they go, There is nothing positive about this problem. So say, for example, your problem is you're overweight. And I say, what's something positive? You might go, nothing. So if we're thinking out the box, we're thinking differently, because this is, I'm gonna ask you some questions from uh, an area of science called decision theory, right? Something positive about being overweight is you're not undernourished. I mean, I was working with somebody uh, recently who would just been diagnosed with cancer. I said, tell me something positive about this. He went, there's nothing positive about this I said hang on think about it he said oh I've been diagnosed I'm getting treatment okay so just shifting in thinking right when you think about your problem I want you to think about next what's not yet the way you want it take time to think about that now Now, what are you willing to do to get the result you want? What are you willing to stop doing to get the results you want? What can you do to motivate yourself to get the result you want? Now, close your eyes once again. And I'd like you to imagine that standing in front of you is somebody who's very good at solving problems. And I'd like you to float out of your body and into theirs. And I'd like you to look at the the world through their eyes. I'd like you to see your problem through their eyes. You don't have to solve it straight away. But I'd like you to look at the problem you were considering a moment ago from the perspective of somebody who's highly creative at solving problems. Take all the time you need to get all the insights you need. And then I'd like you to go further into the future in your imagination. And I'd like you to imagine you've solved this problem. You've overcome it, whatever the challenge was. And I want you to look back and let your unconscious mind tell you how you did it. Now you might know straight away, or you might not know at all. You might go, I'm not really sure, but I mean, no, you don't have to know absolutely at this moment because what we're doing is we're asking the unconscious mind. Remember your mind is smarter than all the computers in the entire world put together. And you, are the experts on you. So rather than me install my model of happiness within you, I'm eliciting from your genius unconscious mind ways to solve your problems so that you in future have got more ways of thinking, more possibilities, essentially more freedom. You know, when people come to see me and they say, I want you to make me stop smoking, I'm not taking away a choice because if they feel they have to smoke, They're a slave to cigarettes. So I give them the choice, if you want to do it, you can, but if you don't, you don't. That's freedom. Now, I'd like to do one other process with regard to resilience, uh, which is very straightforward. Once again, it's a visualization technique. I'd like you to close your eyes and I'd like you to make a nine square grid like that. Yep, like noughts and crosses. And once you've done that, I want you to begin to fill those squares With things that make you feel good, either people that love you and you love them, times in the past that you've succeeded. Or just things that make you feel good. Oh, I feel so great when I laugh and enjoy myself, et cetera. But times when you've succeeded in the past, people who love and respect you, things that you feel good about and put them in every square except for the bottom middle square. Leave that one empty for now. And then I want you to make this grid huge, make it like a big cinema screen so you can see all these different times you've succeeded. People who love you, respect you and make you feel good. And then in the bottom middle square, I want you to think about a challenge or a difficult situation, something that is your problem that we were talking about a moment ago. Put your problem in the middle there and put it in the context of everything else that's good in your life. And let your unconscious mind recontextualize, reconfigure. That's it, at the unconscious level. Let it figure out how it is that it's going to help you overcome this problem, think about this problem differently, and be resourceful and creative in the way you live your life. So next, let's talk about the future, because um, it's a good idea to be interested in the future. You're going to be spending the rest of your life there. And often when I talk about the future with people, they say, yeah, I sort of know what it is I want. Now, understandably, because of what's been going on over the last 18 months, a lot of people have not been able to make plans because there hasn't been a a clear endpoint to the end of the pandemic, whatever that is, or that very often things have had to be put off or put aside. Now, human beings do not like uncertainty. We know this from the studies um, into uncertainty. You know, when people are asked, what is it you most fear? Uncertainty is always in the top 10. Very often it's higher than death. So I understand that a lot of people have lost their sense of motivation and direction simply because they weren't able to make plans because there were so many variables going on in the world. But You can't lock down the human imagination. And so we are going to be using the power of our imaginations right now to imagine good things and things to look forward to. It's very important that people have things to look forward to. Very important human beings have contact. Yes. Uh, I think that even if we can't see people in person, if we just make contact with them through things like this, through a video link, uh, it helps for our mental health immensely. Yes. And so, What we're going to do in a moment is we're going to begin to design a compelling future for you. Now, what I'd like you to do, though, is to design that out of your values. You see, I used to be a goal setter. I would decide, by this time, I'm going to have this. I'm going to achieve that, et cetera, et cetera. And I was great at getting stuff done. But, see, the problem was my life was all about goals. So I never really got to enjoy it, right? I would achieve something. I'd be, bam, then on to the next, yeah? So, Dynamic and exciting as it sounds, it's not entirely filled with happiness. It's filled with lots of moments of pleasure. So the difference between happiness and pleasure is very simple. Pleasure is things like a glass of champagne or a bubble bath. Happiness is when you are living life in direct connection with your values. Now, when I talk about values, I mean those things that are most important to you. So for example, for me, health. If you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Also for me, it's things like love, feeling loved, being loving to those people that I love. My other values would be making a positive difference to the world, being creative, loyalty, freedom, etc. For some people, it's family. Uh, Sometimes people have said to me, oh, you know, I just want money. That's what I want. And I say, well, what will that give you, get for you, do for you? And they say, it'll give me a feeling of security. So the underlying value is security. And who wouldn't want to feel secure? I get it. But just having bits of paper, money, isn't really as important as the feeling of security. Sure, money can get you lots of stuff, but I would rather wake up in the morning and feel good in myself rather than have a good number in my bank uh, balance. So, the happiness all starts from here. Happiness is an inside job, essentially. A lot of people think, no, when I've got a boat, when I've got a a car, when I've got a house, when I've got fame, when I've got power, then I'll allow myself to be happy, literally put off happiness uh, until they've achieved certain things. That's um, an outside-in model. And my experience is that it all comes from here from within yeah there was an interesting study done a few years ago into um, people that uh, were happy the the researchers found that the majority of them were were married so they went oh marriage makes you happy well actually because it's a longitudinal study they found over time that actually when people were happy in themselves it was then that they were able to find a happy marriage so Happiness starts from within. And of course, it's important to get in touch with our values. So I'd like you to take just a moment right now to think about what is really important to you. You know, is it, of course, health? Is it relationships? Is it friendships? Is it your job? Is it, by the way, purpose doesn't have to be job, a job. Viktor Frankl, the legendary psychiatrist who wrote Man's Search for Meaning, said, purpose is the cornerstone of good mental health. Now, What I'd like you to do is think about what's really, really important to you, most important values. Take a few moments to do that before we do our next uh, and final technique. So when you think about what's most important to you, hey, maybe it's family, maybe it's achievement. You know, there'll be a word for it. And that word will mean something specific to you. It's your label. Yeah. And then when you think about that particular label, freedom is one that often comes up. For some people, that means being able to do the things they want to do in their work. For others, it means having the financial independence to be able to do things or not do things. So think about what are your most important values? Because before we design a single goal, I'm going to suggest you get in touch with your values. And then rather than just have an endless list of goals, have a direction, because my life right now, is really a direction-driven life. Even though I do have some goals, they are part of a direction for me. And then what I'm gonna ask you to do is I'm gonna ask you to close your eyes in just a moment and get very comfortable. And we are gonna go on a journey, a journey into the future of designing a compelling and amazing future for you. So close your eyes. And I want you to travel out into the future a year from now. And I'd like you to imagine that you've had one of the best years of your entire life. It's been amazing. It's been absolutely fantastic. And I tell you what, let's put some relaxing music on while we do this, because I want you to be very comfortable when you design your compelling, your amazing future now. So what I'd like you to do is imagine it's a year from now and you've had one of the best years of your life. And if that's true, what must have happened in regard to your health, physically and mentally? If you've had one of the best years of your life, what must have happened in regard to your relationships, personal and professional? If you've had one of the best years of your life, what must have happened in regard to your career? If you've had one of the best years of your life, What must have happened in regard to your finances? If you've had one of the best years ever. What must have happened in regard to your general levels of happiness? Now I want you to float back from that and look at yourself and your life. And I want you to make a big, bright, bold picture that represents everything we've just talked about. So see yourself looking healthy and happy in this picture a year from now. And maybe with symbols that let you know that you're successful. Maybe you're celebrating something. Maybe you just know that you are in a financially great place or you've achieved something in your career or that your relationships are amazing and as you look at that picture of you and whatever it is symbolizes success and happiness really super success I'd like you to float three months back from that and then I'd like you to ask yourself in order for that to have happened what must have occurred Three months before that, and then I'd like you to float three months back before that and ask yourself. What needed to have happened three months before that? Now, you might have a very clear idea, or it might just be a sort of fleeting intuition. Well, yes, that and that may have occurred, yeah. And then I'd like you to float three months before that. And then I'd like you to float three months before that, right back to this moment here and now. And then I'd like you to look at a succession of images on your timeline. So you can see things occurring, you looking healthy and happy, three months, six months, nine months. And then the big, bold, cinema-sized screen picture of you healthy and happy a year from now. And then add two years and five years and 10 years and 20 years and 30 years, all the way off, way off into the future. And you can see you looking amazing and your life looks good because you can see a genuinely positive direction as you look at your future now. Then from this place, I'd like you to imagine how you would look if you were twice as relaxed, as you are right now and float into that more relaxed you and see through the eyes of your more relaxed self. Hear through the ears of your more relaxed self and feel this deeper relaxation. And from this place, I'd like you to ask yourself how you would look if you are twice as relaxed as you are right now. And float into that. More relaxed you. See through the eyes of your more relaxed self. Hear through the ears of your more relaxed self. And feel this. Deeper relaxation. My voice will go with you. As you notice my words. Notice, noticing my words. Notice, noticing. Your body has relaxed. Your mind has relaxed. And I want to talk to that part of you will refer to as the controller, part of you that likes to be in control. And I want to thank it for doing all the good things it does for you. But I'd like it to do it for now from the background of your experience. Next. Like to talk to that part of you, we'll refer to as protector. Part of you that keeps you safe, and I'd like it to continue to do all the good things it does for you. In the background of your experience. Next, I'd like to talk to that part of you we'll refer to as evaluator part of you critiques, analyzes, and judges. I'd like it to continue to do all the good things that it does for you. But for now, from the background of your experience. Now, I'd like to talk to that part of you we will refer to as desire, part of you that gets you things. And I'd like to thank it for doing all the good things it does for you, and I'd like it to continue to do those things. But for now, in the background of your experience. So you let go of all desire in this moment. Now I'd like to talk to that part of you we'll refer to as the seeking mind the mind that seeks the way. I'd like to thank you for doing all the good things that it does for you, but for now, if you're in the background of your experience. And now I'd like to talk to non-seeking, contented mind. Right now, there's no to be nothing to be done. Everything is perfectly as it is. Now, I'd like to talk to Big Mind, the Infinite Consciousness. How big are you? How small are you? When are you? Is there anything you're not? Then I'd like to talk to Big Heart, the Infinite Compassion. And I'd like you to take any problems or challenges anxieties, worries, fears, and drop them into this expanded consciousness and allow them to transform now. And I'd like your unconscious mind assist me because if there's anything that needs fixing on the inside go fix it now and soon it will be time to awaken from this relaxing process feeling refreshed relaxed and alert calm and confident with a renewed sense of optimism and deep inner joy I'd like you to keep in mind and think about regularly three, six, nine, 12 months, and off into the future, seeing you looking healthy and happy. So get ready to awaken 10, nine, eight, seven, six, coming back now, five, four, three, and you might want to stretch and a yawn as you awaken, two, one, wide awake, feeling good. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed our session together. Not, not, not.